15th episode of Online Theater Development Collaborative. I'm Neil Wexler, a playwright and filmmaker from Buffalo, New York. We were just listening to a brief clip from Ty's song from a super cool new project. I'm here with its creators. If you could introduce yourselves. My name is Austin Lamuana. I am a playwright and lyricist from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm based in Chicago now. I also write poetry and I like to do spoken word. And I love talking about art with people and its impact beyond the page. (laughs) Hi, I'm Brooke. I am from Cleveland and I currently reside in the Charlotte area. And I am a singer-songwriter, a musician, and an artist. And I also love talking with people about art. I love theater. I love Honestly, anything art-related gets me really excited, and I think that is the through line that keeps Austin and I's creative dynamic super strong, is we just get really excited about art. <laughs> I feel like Brooke and I like understand each other as artists very, very well, and that's what allows us to succeed, I think. We're kind of finding the cohesive through line between the stuff that we've worked on while also improving on that stuff. I know you both went to Miami University, where you got started on this project, The Underground. Could you talk about how it began and how it's evolved? I've always really liked Brooke, and I've always wanted to work with her. And our senior year, the theater department takes a senior trip to Chicago every year. I was, like, hanging in the girls' room one time, and we were just sitting on, like, the top bunk beds. And at that time, Brooke, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you had, like, written a song yet. No, I had little snippets of melodies all incomplete but I also knew that I was gonna be a songwriter I just knew I hadn't gotten there yet (laughs) we were kind of talking about that and I don't know we were just kind of like hey we should write a we should write a musical together Austin says Brooke we should write a musical together and then literally five seconds later I was like Austin we should write a musical together. And then he's like, wow, that's what I just said. And then we were like, okay, we're doing it. And then the next day, I sent her the plot of Underground, an alternate society where music is kind of taboo. In the original draft, music was literally illegal. But in this new draft, we're trying to take it from like a different point in time. When the show opens, music is like old timey and people are like, why do people still do that? And it centers two musicians named Tandrin and Jewel, and they love to play music together. And they're like, hey, we need to get other people doing this. So Tandrin gets her little brother, Ty, and they collaborate with this radio show that they really like called The Wordsmiths. And they are like, we should start a music school. And the first act of the show is kind of like their clashes with the government censorship of the wordsmiths program and how that turns into the government censorship of art in general. Overall, the process has really evolved. We've kept the same cohesive central ideas, but the story has changed. We have changed 
Um, the yeah. relevant world around us has changed. It's just been this crazy journey that I think we've both grown a lot through and are excited to share. A year ago in February, we had like a stage reading for the show. We got that feedback and then the world shut down. We were like trying to do a festival circuit in the summer. Like we were applying to a bunch and everything was like, yo, after that feedback session, and it was like very positive. The audience was like, oh, look at this like cool thing. It needs refinement, but look at this cool thing. And the only thing that was clear to me was like a lot of this stuff, much like the problems in America today are systemic. And like the only way to kind of unwrite or like fix these things is to like kind of start over. And I didn't get to that point until months later, because after the semester ended in May, I like completely checked the fuck out. And then America went into protests and it was really fucking traumatic for me (laughs) to say the least. It took it being forced to get canceled for us to be able to look at it from a perspective of what if we, instead of focusing on making a product, what if we just cleaned house and like did this from our new perspective, given the state of our world today? One of the wonderful things about your project is how you bring together different storytelling techniques, different art forms. It really ties into this online space, the remote collaboration, bringing together different art practices. Could you talk for a bit about your process and maybe how it's influenced the piece itself? I think we can start by mentioning the virtual presentation of this project is called How to Write a Song, which was one of the original songs of the show. It's called How to Write a Song because that's the central question of the show. How do we capture that process that is like unexplainable and so elusive? It's been really cool to see what we are able to accomplish from afar. I actually can't believe that we haven't seen each other since July and it's April right now. I feel like I saw you two months ago. Like, it's unreal. But I also talk to you more than anyone else because we pretty much talk every day. (laughs) So it's just interesting also to see, like, the songs we've written in the meantime, working on it separately. But we still have that moment of magic where we bring our work together and we're like, wait, this fits. Wait. Yeah this actually works. Yeah, I feel like that's so right. We come to a moment where we both understand, okay, we accomplished what we set out to do. And it's still kind of an unspoken thing. We both still realize it. And despite being how many ever hundred miles away, we still can kind of feel that. And I think for me, that's the secret to presenting stuff online is to kind of capture that je ne sais quoi or whatever it is, that thing that like, connects you to the piece and and makes you feel invested in it from day one from like day one of writing this project me and Brooke decided oh this is our love letter to art and that still tracks in this version because I feel like it's very much a piece for somebody who creates and can kind of relate to the struggle or somebody who appreciates the value of creating stuff to be able to like understand it fully and that's the kind of art that I'm really interested in doing especially right now. (laughs) Especially because of the art renaissance that we're in or entering. And Austin, you said that even before. Now I've heard other people say that since, but you were the first person that I heard say it last May, I think. And you were like, listen, this is the art renaissance. Everything that's happening is calling everyone to create. And so now I feel like there is space for a show that is 
art for artists. Exactly. And art for artists and art that makes people want to become artists or want to become like more entrenched in that world and makes people see the value in it. I think it's a cool intersection we're working at with this show, for sure. You've talked about it a little bit, but what does how to write a song mean for each of you? It's sort of a paradox how to write a song because you can be given every instruction on how to do it, but that still isn't writing a song. A lot of the most authentic songs sort of write themselves. And that's the process that I personally find myself in when I'm writing. Sometimes it is the silliest phrase. Like I'll be in the shower and I'll grab the conditioner bottle and I'll just be like, squirt the conditioner bottle onto your hand. Squirt the conditioner bottle onto your hand. One, two, and three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and one. Like, I'll just literally, like, just start making it a song. <laughs> like, my brain goes into, like, robot mode. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, that one actually kind of went hard. <laughs> but then sometimes I'm like, oh, this is just, like, my brain doing its thing. But it's not about knowing how to do it. It's about allowing your natural creativity that's already in your brain and already in every human brain, just allowing that to exist and come to fruition. I will just say it is such a paradox. That is a perfect word for it. Because like it's so individual that to try to explain it or to try to answer the question how to write a song is a fool's errand. It, it means nothing. And at the same time, it means everything. For me personally, when you ask that question, uh, like what does how to write a song evoke for you? It makes me think of like, oh, remember that time I was in that situation where I really wanted to write a song and I wasn't able to and overcoming my own musical deficiencies. I'm not a super great musician. Lyrics, playwright that's my fortitude so like I've always been trying to get better at music and I'm I'm not really like innately talented I don't think I think the idea of writing a song and trying to figure out that thing that cannot be explained it's kind of beautiful that was Austin's cat Callie who just joined us and I think she was saying what do you mean you don't have musical talent Austin she was clearly objecting where do people go to find out about the project? I would say the best social media platform to follow us on would be TikTok. And on TikTok, we're Underground Musical. On Instagram, we're Musical Underground. And on YouTube, we're Musical Underground 1. Uh, <laughs> so you tell me what happened there. But we're basically going to be releasing our episodes weekly on all our platforms starting April 30th. On TikTok, we're just going to be posting like kind of episode clips and it's going to fade into full video on our YouTube. And then we're also planning a summer concert in Cincinnati for the second act of the show. And we'll be doing a takeover of our episodes on the Carnegie's social media platforms. And the Carnegie is a theater in Northern Kentucky. I claim it because I'm from Cincinnati and I love their work. It's like an arm of the Carnegie called the Carnegie Creative Disruption Committee. And so they'll also be doing like a release of our episodes kind of later on in the summer, preceding the summer concert. And Brooke, I hear you're releasing an EP soon. Can you talk about that and where people can go to find it? Yeah, sure. So I have released two singles on all platforms so far. 
my music is under the name Brooklyn Forbes. So if you search Brooklyn Forbes on any platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, if you're into that, pretty much everywhere you could listen to it. I'm currently in the final phases of editing my EP. I'll have a four song EP out the first week of June. So that will be done and submitted soon. I am super excited about it. And yeah, check it out. Part of the reason working on this musical is like such a dream come true for me is because Brooke literally makes some of my favorite music I've ever heard. Like it is, it is, it is very good stuff. And I'm very excited for the EP early June. It's going to be nice. Thank you. I'm really excited to follow all this. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat tonight. It was fun. That was nice. Yeah, thank you for having us. This was great. That that energizes me. It makes me want to get <laughs> get this episode finished tonight. <laughs> I'll let you get to it. <laughs>